The Free For All Roundtable. Round one. Got some power hitters this morning. Lisa Raid is here, former federal cabinet minister. Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator and host of Free For All Friday. Shelley Carroll is a Toronto City councillor and she's here as well. Let me start with, you know, I've been using all kinds of words this morning. I mean, this is a bombshell. If true, a federal liberal MP resigning amid allegations that he advised the consul general of Toronto for China, that he advised him that they should continue to hold on to the two Michaels. Um, the MP says, this is Handong, the, the MP says this is fundamentally untrue and he actually was reduced to tears in the house yesterday. Let's listen. The allegations made against me are as false as the ones made against you. To my constituents, I will continue to work on your behalf as your Member of Parliament. To my staff, I thank you. I know the days ahead will be difficult, but I will be there to support you as we continue to serve the people of Dalmali North. To my family, and in particular, my parents who brought us here to Canada. To my wife, Sophie, and my kids, I love you. I thank you for all the support and love you give me. The truth will protect us. Our honor and our family will get through this together. Sorry about that. Thank you, Speaker. <laughs> okay, on the panel, let me start with somebody who's actually sat in that chamber. Lisa Raitt, your thoughts. Oh, that is heartbreaking to hear him break down when he gives his when he gives uh, his reasons for the decision he took. Um, but I will tell you that the the impact of something like this is significant. I was at a client event last night when the news broke and people were reading it on their phones. And as they were reading it, it was just silence at the table because an allegation that you worked against the interests of Canadians and the two Michaels specifically is one that I don't think Canadians can process. And it was the right thing for him to remove himself from the government caucus. It was the right thing to actually make the statement in the House of Parliament. And now he's going to have to wait for a process to help determine uh, whether or not he's going to be able to clear his name. But boy, uh, again, maybe this is why you need to have a public inquiry so these things can be fought in the open instead of closed up until October. Amanda Galbraith, I mean, one of your specialities is handling crises and communications. The problem for this MP is I don't know that there's any way to prove that it's not true, in which case this is a bomb. Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge, right? He's got unnamed sources. from, And this is where I think we need to be, like, tremendously careful, because um, obviously like something is going on. Um, there's been a lot of conjecture about it, but I think to allege category like treason by a member of parliament is, I mean, that's, that's life ending and career ending, right. For him, as we heard him in the house, um, other than unnamed sources is really hard to fight back. So I think his statement made a lot of sense. Um, also just candidly to me, you know, not knowing a lot of details, I think we would benefit from a public or some sort of public discussion of this because the story is getting increasingly insane is it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, the rationale that, you know, you would advise that it would be beneficial to the conservatives for them to be released and harmful to the liberals. Like, I don't understand the politics of that. I've been trying to think about that this morning. So maybe someone can enlighten me on it. So some of the story, almost the story don't add up to me either. Um, so I don't know. I heard him too. My heart broke when I heard that. Um, this is a really serious allegations. And, you know, I really hope for him and for Canadians, frankly, we get a better 
um, answer to this other than unnamed sources say X. So I just that isn't it's not enough for me. And Shelley Carroll, I have to figure you know, hon. Uh, uh, very much so. Uh, Han uh, uh, started working uh, uh, as a staff member for for Jerry Phillips in Scarborough. Uh, you know, just a couple of years after coming to Canada as a child, uh, as an early teenager. At one point, I almost uh, hired him to be my chief of staff, but he uh, wanted to continue on as a Queens Park uh, staffer. Uh, so you know, he's, he's been around for a very long time. Not not just as. Uh, our uh, our federal representative right now but uh uh you know i agree with my 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 colleagues here i at this point when when you have allegations like this we have to get to the point of a public inquiry which is the point the place at which we end all of this conjecture from anonymous sources like people have to be named people have to sit in in uh in in chairs and 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 testify that that's why it may be elevated to that height and you know i'm i'm now sitting in a ward where i have an independent conservative mpp and an independent liberal mp so the the question now for for david johnson who's looking at what type of inquiry to do is what's the scope (laughs) because the scope of what needs to be looked at is keeps broadening and broadening and these two gentlemen really do want to clear their names okay let's move to the municipal race in toronto and you can't say it isn't getting colorful because uh we've got too many too many people running now amanda galbraith i think the real issue here is any one of i think about 10 candidates could win and now we have more we have um mitzi hunter who is resigning as an mpp in order to run there's some jeopardy there Uh, apparently the usual brain trust on the left is lobbying olivia chow to get into the race she'd be a power hitter and don't forget frank d'angelo declared this morning Amanda, are you there? Oh, sorry for me. Oh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't sure for me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> you know, it's like we're having a dinner party and people just keep showing up. I'm just like, <laughs> when is it going to end? Um, I find it exhausting. Uh, I, I don't even know who Frank D'Angelo is. To be honest with you, um, I'm sure. And and I fought the election in 2014 against Olivia Chow, who I respect a lot as a public figure, but. I would just say, you know, just because the door is open doesn't necessarily you need you need to walk through it. Um, uh, so I think, you know, the weird part about this, obviously, is because it was such a shock. Normally, all of these kind of gyrations and machinations or whatever, they get worked out right beforehand. We have such a long tail before a municipal election campaign actually happens. Instead, it's not happening. So, you know, our dance card is full. Um, people of Toronto, I know everybody thinks they can be mayor. Um, it's a really hard job. Uh relatively thankless and i am continue to be surprised at people jumping in um but i guess it's good for us that people are interested as opposed to the last two which were largely uncontested um but i would just say uh to anyone else thinking about it like you better be able to raise a lot of money you better be able to have a pretty strong force behind you because um you know i think every political person in the country is now kind of has their hat in the ring and a different candidate so okay and for those who aren't familiar with frank d'angelo i'll play you a clip he is i mean he made his money independently as a businessman then he spent it on a vanity talk show and uh, here here's one of his promos hi i'm frank d'angelo i'm on location at carmen's in hamilton and tonight on the being frank show we have the great al pacino al pacino is in the house (laughs) so join me tonight at 1 a.m on chch television to see an exclusive interview with the great iconic actor Al Pacino 
And we also have the second place winners for the Cheetah Power Surge Commercial Challenge. See you tonight. Okay, second place. <laughs> and he owns Cheeto. It's his own power drink. Uh, Shelly Carroll, I mean, you're going to have to work with whoever gets elected as mayor. And I think the jeopardy right now is there are going to be so many people in the field who are legitimate contenders that we could end up with an accidental mayor. Yes, that, that's that's the fear that we have. It, with with this many in the field that that are are known people, uh, someone could end up being mayor that that only has you know twenty five percent of those who bother to vote in the by election, which is a very small number uh, to to create a mandate around. And this is a person who's going to have a lot of power. The province has now given uh, Toronto mayor a great deal of power. And so what we're hoping for is that that very soon um, this uh, broadening and very interesting field. I love Amanda's analogy of trying to have a dinner party for eight here and the door doorbell keeps ringing. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, to be a front runner in this race, you got to ma- raise a million dollars very quickly. And I'm just begging people who, who are walking into the clerk's office and registering to to understand that this is a 24-7 job managing an enterprise with 50,000 employees. This is a job where you have to take 25 counselors who are basically self-employed individuals with minds of their own and try and build consensus to do all of the things that this city needs so badly right now. It's serious. You had that conversation with with Heather from uh, uh, MDOT uh, earlier. That's where the city's at right now. We're, we're just building out of the, the place that we got to in three years of a pandemic. This job is going to be relentless. So if you're walking into the clerk's office again, uh, ask yourself, do you really have the, the wherewithal to become that that front runner with a million dollars and a a major campaign, please people. (laughs) At least a rate to kind of extend Amanda's uh, metaphor. We always say everybody comes to Newstalk 1010 and in particular this show Mm -hmm. to talk. It's now like, you know, the number of people who've announced, I thought this is going to be exhausting. I don't want to talk to all of them. (laughs) Well, I was pretty delighted when I ran for leader of the Conservative Party of Canada in 2016 to be part of the 17-person marching band of conservative leadership wannabes because there were 17 of us who were applying for that job at that time. And it was difficult and nobody wanted to drop out. So I hear what Shelley's saying about people checking themselves at the door. But the reality is when the bar is low to get in and you truly believe that you would make a good mayor, Um, those kinds of rational thoughts don't necessarily go through your mind and you don't stop yourself and you end up with the plethora of candidates that are going to come through your door, John, to want to announce that there. Maybe you're going to be the litmus test, right? If you can get on John Moore show to announce that's going to make you in the top tier of, uh, of mayoralty candidates. Well, I have to say, I'm very curious about Frank D'Angelo. Um, it, it appears globally, but also in the U.S. and to a lesser extent Canada, that the tide is turning and in the wrong direction when it comes to gay and gender minority issues. Uh, Chicago's NHL team, they've decided they won't wear pride-themed jerseys because it might offend a couple of Russian teammates. And then you get Uganda, which has passed a law which effectively brings around the death penalty for for uh, gay people. Lisa Raitt, you know, I always thought, what did uh, Martin Luther King talk about the unbending arc to liberty? And that doesn't seem to be the case. 
So I, I you know, I, I saw the I, I saw the report out of Uganda and, and it's in it again. It's just something that I can't comprehend that w- what the families, what families and what people are going through in terms of determining how they're going to live their lives. Um, and John, all I can say is that the way in which I've, de- I've dealt with this in my life is I've decided that I'm going to support charities that try to deal with this on the ground in other countries. So I support something locally called Rainbow Faith and Freedom, and they work on these issues with respect to um, religious persecution of the community in other countries. And that's kind of where I'm putting my hope and faith in that they they continue to do good work around the world where they can to, to get to the issues in other countries that we can't solve from here. Amanda Galbraith, not a lot of time on the clock, but your thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, candidly, like, shame on the Chicago team for not wearing the jerseys. I mean, I call BS on there. We've talked to a security expert and blah, 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 blah. Like, that lacks courage. Um, if you want to be uh, a team in a country that believes in freedoms and equality, um, I think you need to show it. Um, you know, we say, we sometimes, I think we think these things are performative, and there's an element of that. But, you know, you just have to look at what you talked about, the Ugandan um, legislation and say that this stuff actually matters. So um, shame on them. Thank you very much. Good to have you all this morning. Shelley Carroll, Amanda Galbraith, Lisa Raitt. And the actual quote is, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Catch the round table. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.